Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, depending on whenever you're watching. Thank you for tuning in to episode 110 of the Restricted Zone podcast. Bro, these episodes are starting to fly by, man. Like, we already up to 110. Oh, real fast. We just got on YouTube about like a a month or so ago, and oddly enough, our most viewed video is our first WWE-themed episode, and this is our second-themed episode for WWE, for wrestling in general, because there's three pay-per-views coming up this weekend. We're recording this on Thursday night. We have three, we have Friday Night SmackDown tomorrow, and we have three pay-per-views and two nights over the weekend. Of course... The majority of this episode will be about Night of Champions, Saturday afternoon, not Saturday night, because they're halfway across the world over in Saudi Arabia. So that will be in the afternoon on Saturday, but there's a bit of a layover. And then Sunday night, well, Sunday afternoon, excuse me, we have NXT Battleground. And then later that night, we have AEW's 2023 edition of Double or Nothing. So, as always, like Share, comment, subscribe. Please subscribe. Share this out to all the homies who are tuning in to their pay-per-views this weekend or whatever, whichever ones you decide to watch. Um, I'm going to try to tune in for all three. Definitely tune in for Night of Champions. Um, double nothing. I feel like that Anarchy in the Arena match might be worth the uh, $50, $60, whatever they're charging. So let's just get right into it. We're going to go down the match card. There's seven matches on the card for Night of Champions. It's going to go one by one. Um, five of these, I believe, yes, five of these matches are for championships. Don't you remember the days when Night of Champions, every single match was a championship match? Like, what happened to that? What happened to that? I don't know. Um, that grinds my gears, man. Like, it's... It's it's weird look watching the pay per view called Night of Champions and then realizing like one of first of all of all things let's just get that out the way. Yes, I was going to mention that too. Roman Reigns as a tag team competitor, like your top champion, your universal, undisputed universal heavyweight champion, and he's not defending that championship on the card. On a pay-per-view, premium live event, whatever, called Night of Champions. Yes, he's in a championship match, but it's not his championship that he's defending. That just rubs me the wrong. Like, I know what they're doing. I see the vision. I see the vision. I see where where the story is going, where it's headed for SummerSlam, but I don't like it. Like, your top champion needs to be defending his championship. First of all, Right, they're not even on the zone. line. Like, they could have at least put the towels on the line. They're not even on the line. Now, I understand well, that, that why would they... make That would make the finish kind of predictable, though. I know, I know, I know, I know. But I'm just saying. But it's like, oh, my goodness. Like, on like, any pay-per-view, even if it was like a backlash or, you know, Elimination Chamber, Great Balls of Fire, I don't care. Like, oh, Night of Champions? No, no undisputed tiles being defended. And again, he, he's no, there. He's no SmackDown Women's Champion being defended. No United States Champion being defended. Well, the SmackDown Women's title is getting defended, but the U.S. title isn't. 
oh, I forgot because they made they they threw that little match together last minute, bro. Yeah, like they just we'll we'll get to that and no U.S. title match. There's only seven matches on the card. You tell me you could fit an eighth match? It's Night of Champions. You don't have that many championships because you combined four of them into two. So it's like, I don't get it, man. But <laughs> we're gonna start. We're gonna start with probably the most intriguing match on the card for me personally, and that is the World Heavyweight Championship match between AJ Styles and Seth Rollins. The World Heavyweight Championship. We keep calling it the New World Heavyweight Championship because we haven't seen it for a decade. But this title, I'm being told, will carry the same lineage as the old you know, big gold world title that we saw get handed to Triple H literally. And he had a, you know, a vice grip on it for about three years. And we've seen it throughout the Ruthless Aggression era, the PG era, and a little bit of the reality era up until 2013, where Randy Orton merged that championship with the WWE title to become the WWE World Heavyweight Champion. And, you know, he carried both belts around. And then Daniel Bryan won him at WrestleMania and then Brock Lesnar but that lineage technically ended when Randy Orton won it because he merged the belts together. And then once Brock won it, they did away with the big gold. And then they took the WWE title and just gave it a little revamped look with the new logo on there. And that's just what they've been running with since. And then they added the universal title, which Roman holds to this day. So because of that, he's had a stranglehold like Triple H, but even worse. Because Triple H, you know, his reigns were kind of broken up. You know, he had guys come in and win, you know, from time to time. Shawn Michaels, Goldberg, Randy Orton, you know, had a little short stints with the belt. Chris Ben, well, that guy. <laughs> can we mention him? Can we mention him? Should we mention him? I mean, we can, but. We're, we're not WWE, so we can't mention him. But I kind of feel dirty saying his name. But, you know, Chris Ben Wall, he won the title as well. Had a short, good few months with it. But, you know. Roman Reigns right now, he, he's got a stranglehold of championships. So that's exactly why we're having this match, this tournament that set this whole thing up about a month ago. And this is a match that we've seen before on pay-per-view. We've seen for a championship on pay-per-view. Money in the Bank 2019 was a tremendous match that Seth Rollins won. These two have had t- five televised matches, and Rollins have won four out of five. So, Chris... I'll go to you. Who's walking out of Saudi Arabia with the World Heavyweight Championship as the new World Heavyweight Champion, not the new, you know, world champion? All right, before I get started, let me introduce myself to these audience to the audience real fast. Yes. It's the man. Or my man. It's the myth. It's the legend. It's your boy Breezy here. We back for another banger like And I'm your host, said. Jonah Wooten. I'm your host. Yes. Ma- where are my manners at? Excuse it's, me. It's perfect. You are perfectly fine. Uh, for all those that didn't know, check out episode 108, which just been posted, or 109. I might be getting the numbers wrong, and I apologize for that. So I'm just saying, talk about a little NBA basketball, you know, the Nuggets. You guys, the NBA you got finals. And please you go know. check that episode out. We can talk a little about the Lakers, a little about Melo. All right. Now, to get the to LeBron you. LeBron stealing all the headlines. Yeah, I don't about know his why. retirement. We know that man not retiring yet until his boys nope. get in the league. Come on now. Yep. That man playing until he's at least 45. Watch. <laughs> if Tom now, can do it, he can. Exactly. 
All right, now to get to this match. Um, so I really wasn't a fan of how the tournament played out. Like, I do like the match now that it came to the conclusion. Like, I do like the idea of Seth Rollins versus AJ Styles. But that's not really the match I wanted to see. And normally, WWE tries to stray away from doing the face versus face or a heel versus heel championship match. So the fact that we're kind of getting a face versus face, I, I, I can understand why they're doing it for the sole purpose of bringing back the World Heavyweight title, but I'm not necessarily a fan of it. I think it's going to be an exceptional match because both AJ Styles and Seth Rollins are incredible performers. They put on five-star matches their entire career. Uh, but I'm thinking I'm going to stay true to what I've been believing since before the tournament started. I feel like Seth Rollins has to be the inaugural, inaugural World Heavyweight Champion. Uh, because you just look at it. I mean, one, the OC just got drafted to SmackDown. So it'd be kind of weird if you just now take, because AJ Styles goes to Raw, because it's supposed to be a Raw title. So now think about it like this. Is the whole OC going to go to Raw? Is just AJ nope. Styles going to go to Raw? You can't split them up. AJ Styles not going to allow that. So why would a SmackDown superstar win the big gold belt? 2.0. Big gold belt 2.0. That's what we'll call it from now on. That's what I'm going to call it from now on. Uh, no, I can rock so, that. Yeah, big gold or, belt 2.0. Or BG, or BG 2.0. Yep. Either way. I, yes. Uh, so I feel like it just has to be Seth. It, it's just right for the taking. I mean, I talked about in our last wrestling episode how Seth Rollins was able to find his character again. And now he has the entire, not, I want to say the entire fan base behind him, basically the entire country behind him. And I promise you, in Saudi Arabia tomorrow, we're going to hear one of the loudest chants that we've ever heard for Seth Rollins. Uh, I think it's going to be an incredible match. I think they're both going to put on a hell of a show. But I feel like at the end of the day, Seth Rollins has to come out with the title. And I mean, definitely considering the fact that outside of outside of um, not the champions, Roman Reigns isn't really going to be around like that. I mean, yes, he's going to come in SummerSlam. Yes, it'll be there maybe Survivor Series. But you got to think about it. If SummerSlam's in August, the virus is in November, you need somebody that's going to at least have a world title def- or defend a world title during that time frame. Seth Rollins will do that. Uh, I feel like it's just perfect for the taking right now. And the stars are aligning for Seth Rollins to get another very dominant title run until whoever decides to show up and beat him beats him. And honestly, if we're looking to the future, I wouldn't mind seeing... It's going to sound weird, but I wouldn't mind seeing Cody Rose beat him down the line. Just, it kind of, it will bring their rivalry a little bit full circle. I don't know if Cody Rose will want to do that because he talks about finishing the story and winning yeah. the undisputed title. Plus, due to the fact that if he has to win the win, for him. it has to because it would just be weird. But I wouldn't mind seeing that because to me, that will bring their rivalry, the respective rivalry, full circle. Remember when Cody Rose first came back at WrestleMania, he was fighting Seth Rollins. Seth Rollins, quote-unquote, put him on the shelf. Because after they shook hands the night after Hell in the Cell, Seth Rollins attacked him. Now, obviously, we know he did that just to fight him on television. But when you look at it, Seth Rollins attacked him. So why wouldn't Cody Rhodes want to go out through the belt that Seth Rollins won? I mean, again, I know they're probably not going to do it, but it'd be fun to see outside. I would not see another match with Cody versus Seth. I wouldn't either, but I feel like that's the wrong championship to do it for. I feel like we will get that match in the near future, and it will be for a world championship. 
just don't think it'll be the World Heavyweight Championship. I think, you know, Cody in Philly will finish the story, and then he'll defend that title somewhere down the line against Seth. Maybe SummerSlam 2024. No, we, just, we just long book in the year in advance now. But, hey, mm. I'm just saying, just bookmark this. Keep that in your mind. That's, those are my long-term plans for Seth and Cody because I feel like we do need at least one more match between those two. And I think Seth needs to get some bit of a rub back because he lost three straight times on pay-per-view to that man. And Seth, he's – and I, I, know, I know this is probably a bit of a thank you. This World Heavyweight Championship is a bit of a thank you for that. But I think Cody personally needs to give him that, you know, thank you for establishing him when he first came in. Well, first came back to WWE, but for this match on Saturday, I feel like I agree. I mean, it, it has to be Seth. It has to be. But I wouldn't be mad if it was AJ either. But it, it feels like, well, logically, it just makes the most sense because they're not going to just take the whole OC and move them to Raw. I mean, they were drafted together, but... With the World Heavyweight Championship, that's just for the guy who won it. So it's they're not going to move all of them. That just will defeat the whole purpose of the draft anyways. And it just feels like Seth Rollins has been the guy who the fan base has gravitated the most towards in recent months. And you can, you know, think a lot of that towards his theme song. You know, it's just it's catchy. It's easy to sing along to. You know, it's you can call it, you know, a cheap pop or cheap heat, whatever you want to say, but listen, he's got the fans in his hands right now. He's got them. So he he is, you know, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, the rooting interest amongst the WWE universe. The only thing, I, and I said it in our group chat, the only thing that may, you know, hinder his chances of winning the world title right away is that he's been filming you know, he's been in, I believe, Atlanta, you know, filming some scenes for Captain America, um, New World Order, you know, the first Sam Wilson Cap movie that I'm, I'm a bit excited for, you know, for Marvel. Because, you know, they, they got they kind of pulled me back in with Guardians 3. You know, not to, mm. not to make this a Marvel, you know, episode, but they kind of pulled me back in a little bit. So, like, I'm a little excited. And I love Sam Wilson. I love that character. So I'm excited for that movie. And I think he's going to be part of the Serpent Society. I think it's like a villain group that uh one of those Sam Wilson cat villains. So, you know, he's been filming some scenes for that. He's been away, you know. Then I'm like, maybe, you know, he can, you know, work around that and, you know, still be world champion. I don't know how long it'll take to film the scenes. It could, it could be weeks, maybe months. I don't know how big his role will be in the movie. So, like, maybe he's probably already done filming all his scenes. Maybe he just got it done in one week and he's just good to go now. So, you know, that might not mean anything. And then, you, you know, the past couple of weeks, they've been filming this sit-down interview with Corey Graves, and he's talking about his whole career in WWE, and he's talking about his, like, they're showing, you know, the same old footage they always show of him as a kid, you know, to kind of, like, pulling the harsh things a little bit. Like, it's like, all right. They're kind of making it obvious. This is their guy for this new championship. It's just he's the clear away favorite right now. If you were able to bet on this, Seth is he's the guy. Point blank. Um, 
again, AJ Styles, I wouldn't be incredibly mad if he were to win a championship because um, it's been a while since he's been a world champion, but I feel like just not now, not yet. If you were to give AJ the belt, cool. He doesn't really need it. And Rollins, he's a made guy too. He doesn't technically need it, but we the fans need a champion right now because Roman yes. Reigns, he's doing the Brock thing. He's doing the Brock thing and being a bit of a hypocrite, honestly. But he is getting older. He's 38. He got, he's got a lot of kids. I get it. He's probably just worn out. I get it. But you, you're, you're still the champion. You still need to be at least on television. You don't got to wrestle every week. You, you, you know, you, su- you surpassed that. that. We're not even asking all that. We just want to see you. Cut a promo. Go on Go on the commentary. Do something in the backstage. Like, you just need to be seen. So Rollins is a guy, and the World Heavyweight Championship is a title that will allow us to see a world champion every week. Somebody who will go on the house show circuit. They call it live events now. Who will go on a live event circuit and go town to town with that world title and have people pay money to show up and see a world champion every night. That's what you need. Seth Rollins is the perfect guy to ask to do that. I don't think he's going to have a lengthy run, though, because I feel like, again, with Roman having a chokehold in the championships on SmackDown, I feel like there's a lot of guys who could use a world title run right now. Guys like Lashley, guys like Guther down the line, guys like Sheamus, guys like, you know, Edge maybe one last time. I think he's on SmackDown, though. But, mm-hmm. you know, maybe a Finn Balor, maybe they run that back at SummerSlam. That would be very poetic from seven years ago. Run that match back. So there's a lot of guys who can use the belt. So I don't think Seth will have a lengthy reign, and it will kind of defeat the purpose with Roman having his lengthy reign right now. You already got Guthrie, you got Bianca having lengthy reigns. So it's like he's going to be able to establish it, though. In about two or three months, he'll establish that title. He'll make it relevant. He'll make it important. And honestly, this is a match that should be main eventing Night of Champions. I don't think it will because they're doing that triple main event thing again. So I feel like the tag match. Yeah, you didn't see? No. Yeah, bro. No. Yes. No. So I don't think this match is going to main event the card, which is incredibly dumb. Because they're trying to establish this. They're trying to establish his title, bro, and they're going to make Roman the main event. No, you you can put him in the... I'm telling you. He could be the midway point match. That'd be the perfect spot for him. That's the perfect spot. If you have this three might open the show. I, I'm starting a video with this. So I feel like it's going to open the show. I'm telling you, it's going to open the show. No. If I'm you have three, if, if you have three main events, you have a and main Brock event to open. You have a main event to open the show. If it's be if that main event's Bianca versus Oscar, it'll be it'll be Brock up. and Cody. If it, I feel that's like cool that's too. Because they're doing that's that, cool they did too. that with Backlash. Yeah, which is cool. They could do that. Let that let them open the show at the midway point. Have the tag team title match. You can still build your story about what happens afterwards, and we'll all still be excited about it. But to crown a new World Heavyweight Champion, that's got to be the main event. There's no, there's, that has to be the last match of the night. Listen, I'm just, I know how this company operates. I'm telling you, I guarantee you, it may not open the show, but it's not going to main event. I guarantee you, Roman's going to be the main event. I guarantee it. I hope I'm wrong. I really I do. Hope, I hope you are too. <laughs> but. I just got that feeling that's where they're going. And speaking of Brock versus Cody, that's up next. I don't know where 
this isn't going in order of where I think the matches will all go. I just started with AJ and Seth first. But um, up next, Brock and Cody, one of two non-title matches on this card again. I think that's just why. I know why you got to keep the story going, but I feel like on a pay-per-view called Night of Champions, every match should be a title match. My camera <laughs> fell over because I'm banging a table because I'm upset. But I don't know, man. It's you gotta keep the story going. So all right, they should they should have just named it something else. It was King of the Ring, Queen of the Ring. Then they changed it to Night of Champions. Should just change it to whatever. You're in Saudi Arabia. Who like who really cares? Nevertheless, Cody defeated Brock at Backlash. This is a rematch of last month's pay per view, or earlier this month's pay per view, I, I should say. And you know, Brock came back and. Just beat the hell out of Cody, cost him, you know, a spot in the World Heavyweight Championship tournament finals. And he's just been beating the hell out of him for weeks now. I think he broke his arm last Monday. He had that, you know, long sit-down talk. Cody had that long sit-down talk with Triple H, you know, at the end of the show, you know, trying to set something up maybe. Just give him some sympathy, you know. Uh, He's really the only, like, white meat baby face this company has right now. And I get that kids still do watch this. We are, you know, Twitter fans, you know, YouTube, you know, YouTube wrestling community. A lot of us are are grown now. You know, we kind of look at wrestling differently than when we, you know, were first starting watching this as kids. We're kind of jaded in our opinions. You know, we're kind of just grumpy old people now. But kids still watch this. Got to remember that this product is still for kids, even though the majority of the audience are adults. Kids still do watch this, and they still need a white meat baby face to cheer for. Seth Rollins technically is a baby face now, but he's not, you know, the nicest, you know, guy to root for. (laughs) You know, he can still be a bit of a, you know, a little bit of a prick sometimes. All right. But Cody is, you know, he's just all American. White, white skin, blue eyes, blonde hair, even with the neck tat, like he's just, he's just the all-American good guy, all right? And that's totally fine. Some people don't like it. I'm cool with it. But they're the building the sympathy thing up, Brock and Cody. I feel like this may, you know, shift towards Brock's way because of the hurt arm. That's clearly being set up and an angle for that match. I don't think this is going to be a long match. I'm just going to do my prediction first because I feel like this is going to be a squash, personally. I think they're going to even the series up, and they're going to kind of cool it down for Money in the Bank because I think Cody Rose will be a part of the Money in the Bank ladder match. And I think Brock will cost him. Not to to just jump ahead because we got to do our Money in the Bank preview next month. I think this is all going to come to a head at SummerSlam, and this match will just be another building block towards that. So, Brock squash, give it about three or four minutes, bada bing, bada boom. How do you feel? So, I'm just get this one over with really fast because, to be completely honest, this is probably the least hypest match that I'm looking forward to seeing on Saturday. I mean, and like you uh, said, it, it, it seems like it's second seems like least for me. Second least. Second least. Yeah. 
it seems like they're doing that same the same build up that they had that Cody had before Hell in a Cell. Now obviously they set it up differently because Cody Rhodes had a legitimate injury while training due to what I call or what I believe is was just a storyline injury. But he could actually, I mean, he might actually be hurt, but I feel, I look at it as like, okay, he's kind of, like you said, doing that sympathy thing for him again. So he has to act, he has a bad arm right now. Uh, I do think it's going to be a squash match. I agree with you on that. But I feel like the outcome is just going to end in a DQ. I feel like nobody's going to win a match. Um, Whether that's Cody just saying, I can't take the pain anymore and just hit someone with a chair for revenge just for hurting his arm. Whether Brock Lesnar just realizes that he can't beat Cody and decides to hold in the Kimura lock for longer than five seconds, or the same thing, grabs a chair, hits Cody with it, then hits him with the F5 through the announcer table. Like, I agree with you that, this, that it, it, as of right now, it looks like they're building this. It, it could. I agree with you on the fact that this is probably building up towards SummerSlam. Um, and no doubt, probably after the match happens tomorrow, there might be a little break for Brock Lesnar, or not tomorrow, Saturday. There's going to be a little break for Brock, that, Brock Lesnar. I, I now agree with you because it might happen at Money in the Bank. He might cost him yeah. the Money in the Bank ladder match, which does make a lot of sense if they're building towards SummerSlam with this match. And if he, so, if he wins, not to cut you off, but if he wins Saturday, and it's kind of like, you know, you don't have to, you know, interfere, but... If he loses by DQ, then it's like, dang, I still ain't beat him. I beat the crap out of him, but he's still one in the books. Yeah. I I just, the only thing I'm looking for is what I'm still not understanding is just why. Why why the storyline in the first place? Like, I understand him losing to WrestleMania. He he needs to find opponents to face um, just to make up around the year. And I get that. I, I'm not even mad at the fact that he's facing Brock Lesnar, but it's just the storyline. I'm, I'm not, I'm not bought into it. I'm, personally, I'm not. I'm not. Like, you could, like, it, everything that's happened so far, in my opinion at least, has been very predictable. I thought it was very predictable the night after WrestleMania when Brock turned on him. There's only one per- There was only, when Paul Heyman made that, <laughs> that descriptive announcement, there was only one person that you could think of that could actually do that. And and when was the last time we saw Brock Lesnar in a tag team match? Like, come on now. Who, was, who, like, who bought into that? We, I, the last time I, Brock Lesnar was in a tag team match would have had to be, what, 2004 maybe? What, 2003 Survivor Series? Team Team Engel versus Team Lesnar? Like, he's been back since 2012, bro. I don't think he's been in a tag match. Exactly. So why would he? Why would he? Exactly. Well, so what was the purpose of putting him in this tag match? Especially since he has nothing to gain from fighting Roman or Solo. So, like, that was predictable. It was, predict- it was predictable to me that Cody would find a way to win at Backlash. That was predictable. It's predictable that Brock Lesnar, oh, I ain't done yet, comes back, decides to actually hurt Cody. Like, that's predictable. Like, everything in the storyline has been very predictable, which is why I'm not looking forward to this match of Saturday. I just hope that in the DQ, or the match doesn't last longer than, honestly, five minutes, so they can just get that... Part of my friends, so they can just get that shit over with. Just because I, I really don't want to see it. I, I just want that match to be the fastest match on that card. Because I'm just not bought into the story. Like, I understand you tried, but this ain't it. So please get this story over with so Cody can go on to face his next competitor, whoever that may be. I prefer Gunther, regardless if it's for the title or not. 
I prefer him fighting Gunther because I think that would be an exciting match. Please. SummerSlam or WrestleMania. I don't care. But as of right now, yeah, exactly. But as of right now, I'm I'm not, I'm tired of this Brock and Cody thing. I, I just want this to get over. So I, I, we just move on. I don't even want to talk about this anymore. <laughs> hey, bro. It's, the DQ. I do like the DQ finish idea because it does save Cody a bit. He doesn't have to take an official loss, but he's gonna get just man. Yeah, he's gonna beat the brakes off that boy, man. And it's it's. It'll build up maybe to like Hell in a Cell or something at SummerSlam. You gotta you gotta have some type of stip. It could be a Street Fighter, Last Man Standing, something. You gotta have some type of a stip, and yeah, just finish it. Just get over with. Please, please. Um, but moving on. My mom's calling me, but she's just gonna have to wait. Sorry, mom. Um, moving on. You you mentioned Guther. I like how the we're tying these matches in. Because you mentioned Guther, and we're going to bring his match up next against Mustafa for the Intercontinental Championship. <sighs> I see you shaking your head. What's wrong? What's wrong? It, so we know, we, we know, we know, it's, we know it's predictable. It's going to be a predictable outcome. I'm just upset that I didn't realize what they were doing. Until literally yesterday, like I didn't realize, I didn't, I didn't put all the pieces together in my head just due to the fact that, okay, Saudi Arabia, United Champions, Mustafa Ali just miraculously now has a title opportunity out of nowhere, and it makes sense. Now, I'm not against Mustafa Ali. I feel like he's been he's been given a bad hand since being in WWE. Honestly, now just think about this: when he was supposed to be in the he was supposed to be in the Eliminate Chamber match in 2019. Obviously, he wasn't going to win the match. We all knew that. But due to him getting injured, that stopped his momentum. That match could have turned him into or began to turn him into a main event caliber player. Now, has he won a mid-card title now that I think about it? Was he, he might have been United States champion for a little bit, if I can remember. Did he even win a 24-7 championship, bro? I don't That's what I'm saying. Like, Mustafa Ali is not bad. I'm, and again, I'm not against him. Then... We're not even gonna talk about the disaster that was reckoning. That was that had I don't want my blood to boil, so we're not gonna talk about reckoning. But just know that that could have in my that opinion, that could have been money. That could have been that could have been better than Nexus. I'll I'll say the masks were a bit goofy, but the whole concept of the girl, that could have worked. It started out so great. I enjoyed the fact that there were just these random people backstage just whooping everybody's ass just whooping everybody's like that was great that was great to see it was different it could it was fresh but the execution was horrible so yeah he goes to reckoning and then after that he is in that little stint with Mansoor or who's now called Mansoir we're not gonna get into them but he was in that little stint with him like he just I'm surprised he's not in the match exactly he's just been always given a bad hand now will it be fun to see him go Get get some love for Saudi Arabia Saturday, Saturday afternoon. Yeah, it'll be fun to see that. I'm glad it, I'm glad he's gonna get that. But come on now, we don't gotta talk about this match. We all know who's gonna win. We all know. Chop King himself. I don't think anybody's calling him that because his real nickname is the Ring General Kunta, Intercontinental Champion for 339 days and counting now. 
just as a reminder, Honky Tonk's reign, 454 days. He is getting closer and closer to that. I think he will and should break that record. And, you know, Mustafa, he just won a battle royal to become number one contender. You know, they didn't really build this up out of the blue. Battle royal. Like, anybody who wins a battle royal to become number one contender, unless it's the Royal Rumble itself, like, you, that's not a build. That, that, that doesn't, you know... I can't buy into you being a, a viable number one contender if you just throw a couple of guys over the top rope. Like, and of course he's been winning some matches on TV, you know, in the lead up to this match. Cause of course, you know, they probably threw Dolph Ziggler out there to make him look good. Cause he makes everybody look good, but come on. And I love Mustafa and I, I'm trying to, I'm trying to get into what they're doing with this character lately. This, this enlightenment character is it, not moving me. But I'm trying, like I'm trying to, I'm just trying, bro. They're just not giving him much, and it's not his fault. It's, it's hardly ever their fault. He's always had. Make, this is what I'm saying. Like, he's always been given a bad hand. Unless your name is like Karrion Cross or Lars Sullivan, bro, it's it's not their fault. Like those guys, they just really, they just don't do it for me. Like sorry, they just I don't. don't. But the, the, this, like everyone else, it's like t- it's just the writing. It's like the writing for these guys, bro. I'll talk about Karen Cross on another day at another time. Another day, yeah, bro. But it's not his fault either, and I'm going to stick by that. He could have worked. The first, the first time around, it really wasn't his fault. Like it's on the main roster, fault. that was come on. I don't bro. think it's his. I don't. I don't think it's his fault now. It, it, I just think it's due to the fact that our, our like our first, our first impression of him when he came to the main roster. Was that ridiculous ass outfit he had on and losing to Jeff it, Hardy it was, in like two minutes? It was DOA, like, bro. No, and, and he, no disrespect to Jeff DOA. Hardy. Right, no disrespect to Jeff Hardy either. But what the hell? The NXT, the NXT champion. champion who has yeah, not was, been beaten yet. And was not he rolled up? Beaten. He was rolled up too, right? Yes. He didn't yes. get beat by a swanton. He got rolled up like, oh my bro, god. His first loss, his first loss should have been as to Samoa Joe at Takeover. That one should have been his first loss, because that actually made sense. Listen to Jeff Hardy. Samoa Joe the title, who ended up getting the title anyways. Yes. And then you bring him up, and then he, he's pissed off because he lost the NXT championship. Who can he take it out on? The main roster. And what? Jeff Hardy would have been a perfect guy to sit there and just sell for him and build some credibility because it's Jeff Hardy. But no, what do they do? Oh, Jeff gets his new theme song back, so we got to have him get the win. Like, bro, like... Mm. Man, I get. I'm, I love this company. Th- I love this company, but they just make a lot of just like, what are you doing? Decisions like, like we're not gonna spend. We're not gonna take. Yeah, we're not we, gonna we, spend ten minutes talking about Karrion Cross. But, but 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 just but again, we, we can talk. We can have the discussion another day. It's not his fault, and I was stick by <laughs> it. It's not his fault. I hear you. I hear you. I feel like the second time around is just like, because this has been his regular his regular gimmick. Like just the hourglass and stuff. Like he's got hair now. He's not bald anymore. He's got hair, but it, it's still like the same kind of guy we saw in NXT, and it's just not moving the crowd. But again, they can give him more to do. They can make him more compelling. They're just not doing that. And I feel like that's the same for Mustafa Ali. And I'm I'm very afraid that after this match, he's just gonna fall back into just irrelevancy, catering. Low card, mid card. This is the mid card. Like he's gonna fall into the low card, bro. Like I think he was cruiserweight champion at one time, maybe two oh five live, but 
other than that, he hasn't had much relevance on the main roster, and that's a shame. Like, his peak was WrestleMania 34 against Cedric Alexander. That was his peak. That was an incredible match, and he lost. <laughs> so, all I can hope for is a good match. That's all we can hope for. Give him good 14, 15, 16 minutes. He's going to take some chops. He's going to sell it well, but just have a good match. That's all I can ask for. But I was telling you the Cody Rose and Brock Lesnar was probably my second least, you know, interesting match in this card. And it's very uninteresting. But this match, I feel like, takes the cake for me. It's a SmackDown, air quotes, SmackDown Women's Championship match. Rhea Ripley. And it's the first of three women's matches. So shout out to WWE for that in Saudi Arabia to pull off three women's matches. Only two of them are championship matches. No women's tag team titles because we don't have a champion. We'll get into that in another time, too. So, the first of three women's matches that we're going to cover here. Rhea Ripley, Natalia, SmackDown Women's Championship. Uh, this match was set up after Rhea Ripley, you know, beat Dana Brooke in a match on Raw. And then just started to beat her down even more afterwards. And then Natalia just came out, made the save, and then boom. Championship match all of a sudden. This hasn't really had much of a build. None of these matches have really had much of a compelling build except for Brock and Cody and Bianca Asuka. Like not even our main event has had a compelling build. And this is, you know, the story's kind of been set up already in the past. That's why. So it's like we know the history between these guys, but they haven't even given that some juice. Like even the World Heavyweight Championship match is like, we haven't, have we seen Styles and Rollins in the same ring? Like face to face? Not since the match was created. They just had both had sit down interviews. That's I'm like I know I I know like SmackDown was pre show for tomorrow, but I think tomorrow all they're having is just is just another sit down interview with AJ Styles, and that's gonna be it. Which I can kind of because it is a tournament, and that's kind of the problem with tournaments in wrestling is that like it's kind of supposed to be like just a you know competition. It's not really a storyline. Like the tournament is the story. But it's like, damn, like, it's going to be a great match, but sell me. Still sell me on it. Like, don't just, like, coast into it. And they're coasting right now. Like, they're coasting in a SummerSlam, and it's kind of obvious. And it's obvious with this match, too, because it's just another annual Natalia championship match. It's not necessary. Like, I love Natalia, Hall of Famer. She does a lot for the business. She's done a lot for the business. She's a former champion in her own right. Okay? Like... You know, very pretty young lady, all right. She's done a lot. She's a, she's good. She's still good in the ring, all right. But it's like we don't really see much from her. Just like Mustafa and Carrie, like, they don't give her much to do. They kind of just have her, you know, help out the younger talent from time to time. And then once a year, they pluck her out of nowhere we need you here for this championship match at this pay-per-view. So, of course, Rhea's going to win. She's going to retain her title. She's going to hang on to that title for a very long time. Um, if Zelina in Puerto Rico couldn't get the job done, ain't no way in hell Natalia's going to get the job done in Saudi. All right, so it's just that simple. Riptide, probably 10-minute match. Riptide, one, two, three. 
we're going to see a sharpshooter in there. You know, we're going to get our, you know, our discus clothesline and our sharpshooter, you know. Oh, my gosh, she's going to tap. She's going to tap. Like, come on now. What? <laughs> bro, bro, like, like what? I'm, I just got to keep, I just got to be real. If we being completely honest. Go ahead, man. There's yeah. really only, like, four matches, like, three matches that I'm really eager to see. Now, a lot of these are just thrown together. And, yes, props to WWE. Props to WWE for putting together three women's matches in Saudi Arabia. But I have a feeling that we already know who's going to win on Thursday's matches. The only one, the only one I find compelling is just Oscar Bianca Belair. But at the end of the day, why would they take the title of Bianca right now? Now, they might. They could. Don't jump but, the gun. And I'm not jumping the gun, but, they, but then again, isn't it weird to have two heel world champions? Because, again, I look at the women's titles as the world champions still. As they like, should be named. Champions. Universal yes. and world championships. Just throw women in front. But isn't, it, it would be weird to have two heel champions because Asuka has, at this point, made a heel turn since two weeks ago, since she came back. And, and since we're talking about women titles, what are they making this change? Like, when are they switching titles? Like, we talked about this in our last WWE episode. Like, hello! Like, like is, is we going on, you, like, three you weeks could, from the you, draft? Right, you could do a, a, a quick three, four-minute segment, have them swap titles, and let them go about their business. I wouldn't we'll face each other down I'll the line. just rename and redesign, so you can kind of keep that lineage going for Bianca because she's been champion for 417 days. So, like, you don't want to end that in a title swap. Just rename it, give it the same lineage as the Raw Women's Championship that goes all the way back to WrestleMania 32, which was originally the Women's Championship. It was just the Women's Championship. They changed the name to Raw Women's Championship. It had the same lineage to it. So you can just do that again. They can make their own rules as WWE. Just rename the title. Make it the World Championship. Or since it's SmackDown, make it the Universal Championship. Women's Universal title. Same lineage. Maybe change the design, but if you want to keep the W logo, cool, whatever. Just change the name and change the color. It's silly. Like, she's on SmackDown. Same for Rhea. On Raw with the SmackDown Women's title. And she just won that. So it's like, you, you can make a new lineage out of that but again you can just rename it and just keep that history going from backlash 2016 i don't get it bro but that's again we already discussed that do you want to talk bianca and uh, nasca because i we know Rhea is your winner yes so i it's a rematch wrestlemania 39 this has kind of has somewhat of a compelling build to it with you know Oscar spraying the mist, you know, with the chili potter and Bianca just selling it like death, just doing her job as she does it. A lot of people are getting tired of this rain, I must say. I'm not one of those people. But a lot of people have been, you know, complaining that this this rain has been going on too long. And that's kind of just been tribulation's thing right now, because I mentioned it earlier. Roman Reigns, he's a thousand days is coming up. He's going to have a celebration, I think, next week for a thousand days. Gunther coming up on 350 days. Theory, he's getting a little bit of a run now. The Usos before WrestleMania held the belts for over 600 days. That's just Triple H's thing. And I love it. I love it. I love long championship reigns because it's like 
it makes the titles feel important. When you toss them around, person to person, is like you're devaluing the belt. You can remember 19. Well, we can't remember because we weren't really old enough. But looking back on years like 99, 2002, WWE title was just getting tossed around. Person to person. WCW in their final year was even worse. David Arquette, that's all I got to say, David Arquette. So, Bianca's had a long reign, but she is running out of competitors, all right? And Asuka is, is already a rematch. It's a, it's a good rematch. It's a rematch that I think we need, because WrestleMania 39, that was a great match. One of the stronger matches on night two, but everybody was sour about the finish because they thought Asuka should have won. I would have been fine with Oscar winning. Would have been cool with it, but I love Bianca, so it's like I'm not complaining that she won. So I mean, I think she wins again. And sorry, Oscar, this is gonna hurt her image a lot. But I just again, I don't see them changing the title on a B tier pay per view like this. Maybe SummerSlam. I feel like that should have been the proper time to do a rematch if you wanted to get the belt on the Oscar. But that's not what they're doing. They're kind of rushing the rematch. So I feel like she's not going to win. Because if she's going to win on Saturday, then she should have just won at WrestleMania. Yeah. That's so, true. How do you feel about it? You say you're a winner already, but... I, I feel like at this point, there's only one person that can take the title off, Bianca. That person right now was taking a rest period, but when she comes back, she better come back as a damn hill. Woo! I would hate that. I would absolutely hate that, but I feel like that's exactly what they're going to do, bro. But it makes the most sense, because you you said Bianca's really running out of competitors to face. Now, Bianca's big goal has been to beat the four pillars of the women's division. She's already beaten three of them. The only person she has never faced yet, well, yeah, no, she faced her. They faced. Her. They had a match at NXT. NXT. Yeah, but yeah. the one person. But in my opinion, the one person that she hasn't faced yet is Charlotte Flair, and it 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 makes sense that she can go through the same kind of storyline she went with Charlotte or with with um, Becky Lynch with Charlotte. Charlotte can be her for the mm. title. Now you can bring it to SummerSlam. I see the now, vision. I see where you're going. Now make me now now Bianca. Basically, like she did with Becky Lynch, has to work her way back up, and this and this is where you can build a character. I don't care if you turn her heel or whatever the case, but this is where you can turn her, build her character some more. Since it's getting old as being world champion, just let her find the competitors. Let her put competitors over, whether they win or lose. Just let her put competitors over. I feel like that's what happened with Liv Morgan. Now, obviously, Liv Morgan's title reign was not good, and it ended way sooner. It and it ended, yeah, it was rushed. It, rushed. it was, but. I feel like Liv Morgan really started to get over when she was having compelling matches with Bianca. Now, just let Bianca do that. Put her in that role until you feel like it's time to make her champion again. And it makes sense because now she has to overcome adverse, overcome a lot of adversity again to get that rematch with Charlotte just to face her again. Whether you do want to do that at WrestleMania 40, at next year's SummerSlam, wherever that may happen. I feel like that's the only person that can beat Bianca. So when it comes to um, Saturday... Just like WrestleMania, I think it's going to be a great match. I think it's going to be entertaining. Asuka will have close 
close falls, close calls. Might even put her in her. I don't know her submission. I don't know her finisher, but she might even put in her finisher. The Oscar lock, yes. Might even do that, but at the end of the day, Oscar's not the right person to take the title off Bianca Belair. It's just it's, she's not the right person. Her, I like her new character. I'm enjoying it. It's fun seeing this, but she's not the right person. Bit of a watered down version of Kana from Japan. Mm. It, it's a watered down version. It's a WWE version of that because of course they put their hands on everything. She's a she's just basically what she's doing now with the mist and all that and just a creepy smile, but it's like ten times more sinister when she was doing it over there. You know, they they get their hands on you and kind of wear it down a little bit, like the demon, symbolic, you know. But I do like this character that Asuka has kind of evolved into. And I think she's believable. She's believable enough to where she can beat Bianca and people will be cool with it. I just don't think Night of Champions is the place to do it. No disrespect to the Saudi Arabian, you know, crowds out there, but it's just like... I feel like those have kind of been throwaway shows in the past, and now they're kind of making them like more special events. Because, you know, I think Saudi Arabia, and I just think of the universal title and how they just kind of bungled that. It's like, that's not the place to change a title, especially not before, right before WrestleMania, but, you know, that's past Goldberg. Uh, <laughs> oh, God. That was, I'm still heated about that, bro. I'm still heated about that. I swear, we, we, we know those. We know we, oh, we know God. that those shows have went through their fair share of disappointments. They've gotten slightly better over the years. Yes, they have. But, all oh the shows God. in Saudi Arabia, all the shows in Saudi Arabia have not been good. They've all had good moments, but I really can't think of one that's been from top to bottom good. All that's had its flaws. Yeah, and I think yeah. this one will have its flaws too, bro. It, it it's, will. It's with the way, just the way we're just predicting these matches, you know, some are bound to just be clunkers, some stingers. Um, and I feel like this match will be good again, like WrestleMania 39, but it's another match where the outcome is quite predictable, and people aren't gonna like it. You know, sorry, you know, <laughs> I don't know what to tell you, but. This is ain't the time to end a 400-plus day reign, not at Night of Champions. If you're going to do it, do it at a big four. SummerSlam. SummerSlam remaining. Those are the only pay-per-views that are worthy of ending a reign like this. So I hate that it's going to be Charlotte. She's going to win her, what, 15th title, whatever. But that does make a lot of sense for Bianca to kind of get knocked down a peg or two and work her way back up to make her relevant and fresh in the eyes of the fan base again. So I get it. But moving on, our third and final women's match here on our Night of Champions preview, non-title, which again grinds my gears on a pay-per-view called Night of Champions. But it is a, a bit of a dream match. This is a match that might be up in that top two, top three category when we're, it's all said and done and we're you know, reviewing the pay-per-view this might be up there as one of the top matches of the night. Becky Lynch, the man, against the Hall of Famer, Trish Stratus. Now, Trish, she turned on Becky, you know, a couple months ago, right after WrestleMania, after, you know, they lost the tag team championships to Liv and Raquel. 
And, you know, Becky kind of took some time off. She went away. I guess that was like a writer off TV type situation, you know, and she came back and basically was like, well, you don't like me. I don't like you. Let's sign a contract. Let's have a match. Boom. Now, I'm kind of personally disappointed because, you know, it's Trish Stratus match and they Saudi Arabia. So it was like, God. She's gonna be covering up at the toe, but it's like, uh, <laughs> you know, we personally <laughs> we can't get the Trish fit, you know what I'm saying? But hey, I'm still happy that she's still going right now in this stage of her life. She doesn't have to do this. She's Trish Stratus. She's already in the Hall of Fame. She's been retired for over a decade now. She doesn't have to do this, but she's coming back. She's giving the young lady some shine. You know, she had a bit of a she had a program in Charlotte a few years ago at SummerSlam 2019, and she's given the same rub to Becky, who kind of doesn't need it because she's made as well. But it's a dream match. It's not often we get dream matches in the WWE. A lot of the dream matches that we want are just either just impossible because guys are too old or they're just no longer with us. This is a dream match that is possible, and a dream match is actually going to happen. And again. The finish feels kind of predictable. You know, it's, it's just, it's, it's got to be Becky. But it's going to be a match that can just still captivate us. Even though we know the finish, even though we know the outcome, we don't care because it's just going to be a good match. And there's a bit of a story behind it. It hasn't been the best of stories, but it's a story. Nevertheless, so I see you turned your camera off. I don't know where you went, but I'm right here. All right, you back, you back. So, I'll, you know, I'll, I'll send it to you. Bit of a predictable finish, but how do you see this match playing out? I I see this having three different outcomes, but I agree. You, you all think people will get involved? I think all three are predictable, though. So, yeah. I, I it can either be a clean Becky Lynch win, which... You know, I think feels like the most likely outcome because I don't feel like Trish is going to be around WWE for a while. I mean, yes, she was part of the WWE draft, but I feel like that was only just for the storyline. You, like you said, she's already established herself. She's already a Hall of Famer. She has nothing left to prove. And I'm not even sure if, no, this, and this is no disrespect to Trish, but I'm not even sure if people nowadays really want to see her in the long run in WWE. Like, I personally wouldn't mind. I, I bet you wouldn't. <laughs> I bet you wouldn't. Um, that's the first way I see it happening. The second, the now the the second or third ways intertwine, but or they can intertwine. But I feel like leader interferes. Now this can happen one of two ways. Mm. Since Trish a tag leader, you can either attack Trish, you know, somehow sabotage her, cause her to lose a match, or act like she's attacking Trish. Make it seem like she's going to build that up, and she's a turn on Becky as well. Now, th- now the reason I think that those two things can happen, I look at the third finish where Lita turns on Becky Lynch. It's been well documented the respective relationship that Trish and Lita have with each other. I mean, obviously, when we talk about the women's division, we talk about the divas division because that's what was before that. Those are like the those have to be the first two names that you that pop up. When you yeah. talk about impact and influence overall on women's wrestling, so Across it would make yes, it would make sense to me 
that if Lita was to turn on Becky, she turns on Becky just due to the fact that the battles and the wars and the respect over here that she's gained for Trish. Now, yes, you're gonna have to talk. Now, yes, you might have to cut a promo the next, the next or that Monday on Raw and basically explain her actions, which I feel like she can do. But that outcome makes sense to me. But it also makes sense if Lita was to attack Trish, you know, for attacking me. Yeah. Um, but I feel like at the end of the day, all three of those, all three of those finishes are predictable. So while I do expect this to be a good match, because again, even though they're on the same team at WrestleMania. That six that six woman tag match was still entertaining. It 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 was definitely not the it was it was had it was like the four star match. So they they can still put on the show. We know Becky what Becky Lynch could do as a performer. She's put on very good matches in the past. And Trish has she showed us WrestleMania still has it. So I I mean I do expect to see a good match out of this. I'm gonna I I'm gonna put my money on the prediction that Becky just wins clean. But I wouldn't be surprised if either of the other two scenarios that I just described happened either. Now, like, well, if Lita gets involved, then that probably means that Trisha win the match. Mm-hmm. So it's like, could they do a rematch or, you know, there's a lot of ways you can go with this now. Like, could, yeah. you know, Becky get a rematch against Trisha at maybe Money in the Bank or SummerSlam, you know, could Becky have a one-on-one with Lita? Could so, it be a tag team match? So, so here, here's, so this is me just Yeah, the, so here's me just thinking. Now, okay, I would, I would not like to see this happen, mostly because I don't like her as a face, but it would make sense to me just at SummerSlam. You can have this match at SummerSlam. You can have a tag team match. It, it was a come down to this: Trish and Lita against Becky and Charlotte. Now, I say that because think about it. All four women have respect for the for their tag team partners, but at the end of the day, they don't really like them. Now we know about the history between Becky and Charlotte, and how you know they once were very close friends, then they had a falling out, a legit falling out. Now they don't like each other, but it makes sense to kind of have a kumbaya moment if Lita was to turn on Becky, just like okay, you don't like me, I don't like you, but guess what? These two heroes that we looked up to, they're disrespecting us. Let's Bro, take them think out. about it, it. Like, I mean, it off, happens. Like, Becky and Charlotte, it will kind of be like just like looking in the mirror at Lita and Trish. Like, it, yeah. it's kind of the same dynamic of that one, two, or that one A, one B in the women's division. Like, we know we've, we've had Sasha, we've had Bailey, we've had, you know, what's her name? Alexa Bliss. It's kind of all been in that conversation of the top. You know, you know, women's superstars, mm-hmm. women's wrestlers in WWE, but it's like it's always felt like WWE has positioned Charlotte as their clear, you know, face of the division, but then it's always Becky that's like right there. We've had Ronda too, you know, had Ronda in there too for a little bit, but that's kind of been like the dynamic, and it's kind of like you know Charlotte, you know, the queen, preppy girl, pretty, you know. You know, all eyes on me type of persona is kind of like Becky who's a bit of an outlaw, you know, not extreme like Lita, but, you know, she's kind of like the outlaw, you know, kind of does things her way. She's not like the corporate, you know, the corporate face like a Trish or a Charlotte. So it was like, all right, 
they kind of got the same dynamic, bro. So I was like, I would love to see that as a tag team match. But that would kind of contradict what you said earlier. Yeah, so about, well, it would. You know, Bianca, like, what would she yeah. do for yes, SummerSlam? And I, so, again, I mean, it's a lot of interchangeable things that has to happen for that to take place. But just thinking ahead, if you want to build on the storyline, if Trish was to stay around for a little bit, that could be something that you that could be brought up. Now, obviously, if you go with that route for Charlotte, you need to figure out who Bianca is going to face at SummerSlam because it wouldn't make any damn sense to not have Bianca face a legit competitor, somebody that she could legitimately lose to at SummerSlam. So, obviously, it's things they have to think about. But just when it comes to just the storyline building itself, if you want to continue the storyline, I feel like that has to be the next domino to fall is lead to turn on Becky. And then you can build up to a Charlotte return. Let's just say Becky just constantly gets her ass whooped time after time after time by the two legends. And Charlotte's like, all right, I've had enough. Let's take these two women out. Um, something like that. I mean, I mean maybe people oh, will get up the, for I that. I see the vision. I see the vision, bro. You never, you never Booker. Hey, Booker. Greg, Greg, Greg's talk is getting to my head. I'm trying. I'm hey, trying to sign you up ain't Greg. Y'all, y'all, y'all be cooking up some ideas, man. I, I got a couple ideas, but then I see y'all. It's like, y'all got it, bro. Y'all got it. I would love to see that tag team match again. Bianca, her championship would kind of be up in the air. Maybe run it back for a third time with Asuka. I don't know. But that tag team match has to be a must somewhere down the line. I don't know if Money Bank, SummerSlam. I don't think you can hold out until WrestleMania. I feel like that'll be waiting too long for that. Way too long for that. But I see the vision on that. But that's that. This is the match I think will main event the evening. And should it? It should be your World Heavyweight Championship to, you know, build that title up. But the main event of the evening, Roman Reigns, Solo Sokoa, Tribal Chief, and Street Champ, Little Cousin, teaming up. This is so weird. Teaming up to take on Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens for the WWE Undisputed World Tag Team Championships. Your universal heavyweight champion in a tag team match in a main event. Not his title up for a line, up on a line in Saudi at a pay-per-view called Night of Champions, but he's in a tag team match. If you told me a month ago, that would like I, I wouldn't believe you. Like, there's no way. Like, why is Roman in a tag team match? We talk about Brock in tag team matches. Roman doesn't get in the tag team matches either. Well, he does, but it's been a long time. And again, like Brock, why would he need to be in a tag team match? Now, who the hell would he even defend his championships against if he were to face anyone? Maybe Bobby is probably the only guy who I could see being a viable challenger right now. But even then, well, that's the problem with his championship ring right now. It's like, it's like with Bianca, but even worse, because it's like it's been a thousand days now. He's fought everybody except Bobby. Like, that's probably the one big name he hasn't faced in a match in this ring yet. And that it is a match that I need to see down the line, too, by the way. Maybe money in the bank. Bobby's on SmackDown. Make it happen. I'm just saying. Money in the bank. Make it happen. But, you know... It's Night of Champions, and look, call me a sicko, 
call me a sicko, but I kind of want to see Roman and Solo win. They're not, and they shouldn't. I'll explain why, but I kind of want to see it just for the optics. For, like that's just that one night. It, it'll be horrible for business. I get it. It will be, but just the optics of Roman holding up four championships, and then Solo finally getting a main roster championship because I feel like he should have. He should be like the U.S. champion right now or, or Intercontinental champion. I know that's tied up with Gunther, but it's like, you know, the whole bloodline. It was carrying all the belts, and he had the North American belt for a little bit, but that's when NXT so it was like, you can't just go, you know, week to week on the main roster with that. It's like, dang, man, my boy got to get a championship. He got to get a title. I don't know what title it is. Maybe the World Heavyweight Championship somewhere down the line. Maybe he challenges Roman for the – Universal title down the line. Maybe he's the one that dethrones him. Maybe it's not Cody. Maybe I'm, I'm thinking out in left field right now. But Solo needs a championship, but it can't be the tag titles, right? No way. No way they'll do that, right? They, they, they better not. No. no. <laughs> There's Roman, Roman does not need four titles. No. He doesn't. It's just the optics would be crazy. But, like. Before I get into the match itself, the interest is that you brought up Solo and him possibly being the one to the throne, Roman. Listen, and, bro. And, and listen. usually I think about it. Triple H, Triple H knows how to slowly build to a great moment. Remember what last SmackDown during that Bloodline segment, Roman bumped shoulders with Solo, and Solo gave him that look. He just gave him that look. He, he didn't even look at him. Gave, right, he, he just, he he just, just made that little look. He looked like, right at his shoulder. It's the it's the look that Roman gave Solo. Yes, that he was scared. Ah. Like Triple he's, H is known for Roman, Triple H is known for letting things letting things cook slowly, letting things cook slowly. So by the time you that the the event happens at a big time moment, the crowd will go crazy. We we saw him do that with Batista. Yes, which was, I was about to mention that. One of the best storylines. That was created. We, we talk about the reign of terror all the time, bro. But he, listen, he finished it perfectly. He ended it. Era. Listen. And he was having a lot of disputes with Vince McMahon over when to have Batista turn on him. And he said, you have to let it cook. That's what he said. Let him cook. And he cooked that joint slowly for like a year. And when yes. Batista turned on him, it was the perfect moment. And how great was I still that moment? Remember that, bro. But how great was that moment? When Batista did the thumbs down. That's when he debuted the thumbs down to Triple H, who did it to Randy Orton. And he just made it his whole. He just made it his his yes. taunt. Refs his career, yes. bro. That just yes. stuck. Remember, and Triple H was the first person to do it to Randy. Yes. Oh, and Batista took it and turned it on him. Like, oh my God, that is what you call a slow build. That is what you call long term booking. Yes. Wow. Now, long, long term long term booking could happen with Roman and Solo. Now, obviously, they played the seed. Right, right. That that was the seed. Yes, I feel like yes. that was the seed because obviously, if not Saturday, definitely during the one thousand year celebration. Usos gonna get dropped from the bloodline. They're going to. It's it's just it's written in the stars at this point. It's it's just written. And yeah. I feel like when it comes to Saturday's match, the Usos have to be the reason that Roman and Solo lose. Now, obviously they're not gonna let Roman get the pin, so it's gotta happen to Solo. Unfortunately, so gonna, yeah. Yeah. 
Thor's gonna get upset, gonna, gonna get frustrated, and Roman's gonna be like, and, and Roman's gonna be like, I got a plan. Watch this. And come the thousand year celebration that the Usos probably gonna plan or help the wise man Paul Heyman plan. He's Roman basically gonna just tell Solo to get him. He might do one of these to get him. Solo. Yeah, might yell solo <laughs> like he did, like he did at Raw Thirty. He might do that again. Yeah, bro. He might. But I just there, there's no way that Roman and Solo need to win this match, and they shouldn't. No. I know I talked about my about AEW how it's been how the product's been still and how if double or nothing if, when I watch it if it doesn't meet my expectations how I might stop watching AEW. WWE better not do this. <laughs> They better not. I bro, promise I you. Chaos, I, bro. I will. I, I will chaos. not. I will not watch wrestle. I will not watch the WWE product until Survivor Series. I promise you. Don't don't make this mistake. Maybe they win it and then they lose it back in Money Bank. No, they wouldn't do that. No, they they have no business winning the tag team titles. This all has to be a builder for the fallout of the bloodline. Yeah. Nothing more and nothing less. Will it be a great match? Absolutely. It yes. will be a tremendous yes. match. Will there be a lot of times where you might sit on the edge of your seat? Yes, there will be. Is it going to be the a compelling storytelling? Oh God, the near falls. Hell yes. I there should be a story. Four. I, I said there wasn't much of a build, but it's like it's already there. Like this is this is basically a rematch from uh, to Elimination Chamber back in Montreal. Like yep. Sammy still. Got to get his lick back. He got his lick back on the bloodline with the Usos. But mm-hmm. He didn't get his lick back on Roman individually. Right. This is the perfect time. And he's got to be the one to make the pin, too. He should. But, but uh, they can't leave out KO. He, KO needs his lick back, too. Yeah. He, what he, we had three championship um, matches against Roman. I mean, obviously, he lost all three. But, I mean, he, he wants his lick back, too. Plus, he wants his lick back for Solo. Because Solo yep. been whooping his ass, too, lately. So yep. it, it just makes for the perfect time for the Usos to just mess it up. And then, like you said, that's the ne- and once the Usos get dropped from the bloodline, that chapter's over. Then you worry about the next chapter. And that's slowly building up Solo going rogue. Well, we can't just skip over SummerSlam, because I feel like that's got to be our match with Jay. Oh, obviously. It's got to be He's not going to win. He's not going to no. win. No. But, but it's got to be Jay. the match, and it should Has be the main be. event. And it will be, because it's Roman, and that's why I think this will be the main event, too. But, yeah. I know I know you don't like it, and I don't either, but because of the storyline that it's setting up, because it's going to be cinema, and because it's Roman Reigns and it's politics, he's getting the main event. And I'm kind of happy for Solo, because that means he's getting the main event, too, at least. And Sammy and KO can once again main event the tag team championships. So when do we ever get tag team title main event matches? Especially at a WrestleMania? That's still crazy. So they get to basically double back on that. Again, World Heavyweight title should be established as, you know, like it's already a Mickey Mouse belt and it's like, well, kind of just reconfirming that. But at least make that match kind of just tie it all up here for Nine of Champions. Make the World Heavyweight Championship match, the curtain jerk, make that opening match. If you're, because look, you know the saying: if I, I, if I'm not going on last, I damn sure better be first. I want to be the match that everybody has to top. I want to be the match that sets the tone for the whole pay per view that everybody's gonna remember. Because you're only gonna like, 
there's been good cards where like every match has been good. It's rare, but it's happened. But most times, most pay-per-views, people remember the beginning and the end. So if it's not going to main event because Roman has to be the main event, fine. You make that World Heavyweight Championship opening match. And it's like, it's just intrigue. We all want to see just the optics of someone just holding that belt up for the first time. Just get it out the way. Have Rollins, my damn uh, camera, my damn phone. Have, have Rollins, Rollins do, do the, the title swing. Yep. You already yep. knew where I was going. With the, with the pyro going off, it's in Saudi Arabia. So, you know, you know, the crown prince, he got all the money in the world. Pyro budget's going to be crazy. Him doing the belt swing with the pyro going off is going to be just blah. So, yeah. had that opening show. Then you have Sammy and KO. How poetic will that be? Them wrestling in Saudi for the first time. Yeah. Because, you know, um, Saudi and I believe Syria, they're kind of like in peace talks right now. So, for Sammy, is like, all right, fine, I'll go over there now. And KO, his best friend, is going to join him. So, it's very poetic that they will close the show and win and have them have a pyro celebration. I want to see them. They already got the, they already won the titles, but, you know, give them a little pyro celebration too. You know, Roman's entrance is going to go crazy as well. So, that main event is going to be cinema, man. I can't wait. And I can't wait for the SmackDown after the, the silk. Oh, my goodness. Whoo, boy. But that's, that's going to be then. We're still going to keep it here on this weekend. We're going to finish up. We're going to talk about a couple main events for the rest of the weekend for Sunday. And we're going to start with Sunday afternoon, NXT Battleground. Of course, we don't have time to go over the whole pay-per-view. Sorry. But we will discuss the main event rematch of Stand and Deliver for the NXT Championship. Carmelo Hayes defending the title against Braun Breaker. Again, it kind of feels like, and with the, the next match we're going to talk about, it kind of feels like a you know foregone conclusion with the finish, but should be a great match. So how do you feel about this one? I'm I'm excited for this one. I I like the I like the buildup. I like the fact that it's kind of like they kind of change switch places because during their first yeah. match, Carmelo Carmelo Hayes came in as the heel and Brown was the face, and now it's reversed. Now Brown is the heel and Carmelo's the face. And I've I've enjoyed this heel turn to Brock of I was about to say Brock Lesnar, a Brown Breaker. I've I've enjoyed it's it. It's so refreshing. I, it is. I mean, it it was time. It was definitely time. It got still being a baby face. I mean, it was con- congrats on the title run. I'm not saying he didn't deserve the title run, but it, it got boring. It got old. So just being able to see this new aggressive Brown Breaker is fun to see. And at the same time, Carmelo Hayes being the heel, it got old because slowly but surely you saw the fans getting behind him and started cheering for yeah. him. So it's like the things he was doing, you could t- kind of like what Seth Brown was like, like our other st- champion. Yep. Coming yeah, up. You just. Yeah. You just saw that eventually you just had to make this push back. Now he's a fan favorite, and deservingly. I've enjoyed both of these competitors. I've been watching them. I've actually watched them both since they debuted at NXT. And it's been fun to see just their growth in really a short period of time. Um, I do think the outcome is predictable. I do think Carmelo Hayes will still win, but I do anticipate it to be a very good match, just like they had uh, at Stand and Deliver. I expect it to be fast pace i expect hard hits i expect close finishes 
He's been I expect the hell all that. that boy, man. Still yes, up. he has. He's like, hey, but it's been stage. fun to see. Yes, off off the rope. And Melo, ro- stop doing springboards. <laughs> stop doing springboards, bro. <laughs> like, please, like. But it's, but it's been fun, and, and I I I understand you must stop doing springboards. But this is gonna build Carmel Hayes up to when he eventually goes to the main roster. Now he's proven himself like as a face. He's proven himself to be that guy. I am praying, and I am praying they don't mess him up when he goes into the main roster. Him or Braun Breaker, because I could honestly see them at some point in time down the line, main event of WrestleMania. And Man. for me, just. And for me, just see, just due to the fact that I saw them start on NXT and I saw how they started, to see them at some point main event of WrestleMania would just be would just be magical in my eyes. Yes, they sir, always put on good. Oh, go, ahead. go ahead. Yeah, they always put on good matches, and I expect Sunday to also uh, Sunday to be a good match. I'm I'm excited for it. The whole Four part itself, I'm not. Five stars. Do you even care about that star system? I, I really don't. Because it, it's, sub- it's all subjective. It's all an eye of the holder. Like, I don't, I don't know. I, that ain't gospel for, to me. For me, a good, uh, for me, a good match is if you can make my eyes, like, just pop open. That's what makes a good match to me. If I'm able to just sometimes... Keep me off my cell phone. Yeah. Keep me off my... Exactly. Keep me off my cell phone. If I can't look... If I can't look at this, if I decide not to look at my cell phone during the match, you're doing a good job. That's what I think a good match is. If I can't look away, I don't think I'm. I don't think I'm gonna look away at Carmelo Hayes match. Not for Braun Breaker. Mm-mm. I'm gonna be tuned into that. I'm excited. Yes, sir. And you, and you brought up, you know, their eventual, you know, main roster pushes because it's happening. It's coming. So, you know, Melo, he's the champion, and he will be for a good while. But Braun Breaker, second, you know, second loss in the road to Melo, will get another opportunity at the championship. It's time. So my question is, which brand does he go to, and who's his first his first feud? Hmm. Okay, that's but it that's is tough. time. So yeah, honestly, you know you gotta answer it, but you can kind of just give a vague answer. To be real, I thought Braun Breaker was already gonna be called up yeah. after he turned heel. I thought at the yeah. after, I thought at the night that he turned heel. He's gonna get called up. So I feel like Braun Breaker is gonna go to Smack. Well, I don't he know. He feels most like a raw guy, kinda. Most call-ups end up going to Raw, though, in my in my eyes. Most they of them do. just end up end up going to Raw. So if he does go to Raw, obviously, what you could do and might it might just be smart just to help build him up again. Have him just start a, a short little feud with them, Dolph Ziggler. They already have history Run before from yeah. yeah. They already have history from the NXT ch- title. I mean, Braun Breaker probably still feels some kind of way that Dolph Ziggler beat him in the first place, even though he right. won it back because he won it back in a triple threat match. He never beat Dolph one on one. So having that amateur rivalry, Dolph's a perfect Dolph. Dolph is a guy that right now puts talent over. He he can do. He's that. a he's a feeder guy. Yeah. Yeah. That nice little build up. Have him have him went through Dolph, a little. Man. He used to be my guy because he kind of reminded me of Shawn Michaels, who's my all-time favorite. And he <laughs> reminded me of him. So it was like, he reminds me of a lot of guys. He reminded me of Mr. Perfect and Mr. Ass, Billy Gunn. He kind of took elements from all of those guys. Like, yeah, man, he was my he was my guy in the mid-2010s. Like, he was a world champion. Of course, he got the concussions. So, you know, they had to take the belt yeah. off him. Yeah. Then he had a couple IC title runs, tag team title runs, you know. But 
He says he's just a feeder guy now. And, and look, he's cool with it. He's getting paid. He's getting a WWE paycheck. So I'm happy for him. But damn. Yeah. He could have been a lot more. He could have. But as a start out for Braun, perfect, perfect guy yeah. for him to, to just have a rivalry with. It don't have to be that long. So you can make it like. Out, I swear. Right. Get, well, exactly. You can make, make it a three. Make a million bucks. Yeah, make it a three-week rivalry. Make like have, like just like what he does. They would do Austin Theory, even though it really didn't get a pay-per-view match out of that. I, I don't. Like I don't think match. they. They I mean, they could. They they might, but if you do a pay-per-view, it's got to be one of the first three matches or a pre-show match. Like Main event, maybe. Yeah, yeah, but that'd be the thing for him. Um, do you want me to answer it for Carmelo Hayes too? No, you you can say that because he's still the champion okay. right now. So it, okay, the earliest we'll probably see him is twenty twenty-four on the main roster. Yeah, maybe true. not even that. He might, he might kind of have a similar arc where he loses the title and gets it back and gets a second run. Maybe not. Maybe he just gets one long reign, like the next guy that we're about to bring up. So we'll see. I'll, I'll, I'll let you save that. Okay. But um, moving on to our other young champion. He's been a champion for a little bit longer than Carmelo Hayes. He is Maxwell Jacob Friedman, MJF, current. AEW world champion, yes, sir, the diamond ring. He is defending his championship in a four pillars fatal four way match in the main event of Double or Nothing Sunday night against Sammy Guevara, Darby Allen, and Jungle Boy. Now, again, outcome feels pretty predictable because, like, MJF, he's not losing that belt for a while, bro. I think he holds that until. About the time his contract expires, I don't think he'll pull a CM Punk. Tony's not going to allow that, you know. But he's going to hold that belt for a good long while, as he should. But yes. you know, it, it's like it's a fatal four-way match. So again, if he were to lose a title, he has an out. So he doesn't have to get pinned, of course. But I still think he does. Some people are saying he should do like what Roman did at WrestleMania and stack them all up and pin them. That would, be, that would be hilarious. I don't think he does that, though. It's a bit disrespectful, but that would be funny to see if he were to do that. That would be something that he would do, but who takes the fall on this match? Assuming you have MJF as your winner, who takes the pin? That's a great question. That is... I'll personally say Sammy because I don't like him. You know, that's tough. Um, one, I think this is one of three matches at Double or Nothing that's going to blow the roof off the place. Oh, um, yeah. I forgot. My fault. My fault. No, it's, oh, we're going to touch. That's okay. We're going to touch. You, gonna, you still want to bring on? Oh, we're going to bring them up. There's oh, yeah, two more, okay. It's two more matches I want to bring about this because I feel like these are the most noteworthy matches and the ones that oh, are going to away. be yeah. the best. Okay. So, yes, MGF should win. It. I feel like when it comes to who should take the pin, I feel like it should be Jungle Boy. Um, I one I think it's, it's great that character. yeah, well, I I think it's great that all four of the pillars are front are getting the main of the main event rub. I think it's great that they're all going to main event this pay per view. Obviously, just due to the fact that they all took four extremely different paths to get to the main event scene. Yeah, as we all know. Darby, Jungle Boy, and Sammy Guevara, for the most part, they had much more difficult roles than MJF. MJF, when he came in, you 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 could just see the star potential in him very early on. And no, 
and it's like no disrespect to the other three competitors, but it's not. It's just it's it's levels to this that that we just talked about. It's it's just levels to this, and MJF is just up here compared to all of them. I do think it's gonna be fun. It's gonna be action packed. It's gonna be entertaining. They're gonna put on a show. But I feel like neither day, Darby Allen. I said Darby Allen. Jungle Boy. Jungle Boy might might end up just taking the pen. And I don't think it'll hurt anybody's run or momentum if they take the pen. Uh, I think after this, they should. I feel like MJF at the same time should all have single matches for the world title with these competitors. With at least with some, one. Why not? Yeah, they should. Uh, but. Yeah, I feel like MJF is going to pin Jungle Boy. And it's going to be... the other three guys, you know, they've been champions at least. You know, they haven't been forgotten. They've all been champions yeah. at one point. But yeah. it's like, it's obvious. Like, MJF is the star here in this match. He is the guy people are paying to see in this match. He's a world champion for a reason. And all these guys, everybody wants their favorite to be world champion. Maybe mm-hmm. not Sammy, but people want to see Darby and or Jungle Boy win a title one day, and it's like maybe they could. I feel like a guy like Pac should get recognition for a world championship before either of those guys. Mm-hmm. But again, that's just want your favorites to win a world championship, and like maybe the, they may be worthy of it. We love these guys. We love their work ethic. We love their work in the ring. You know, for the most part, we love their characters. They're very rootable guys. That's true. But they're just not world championship material yet wow. maybe they are even if they are it's just not their time it's mjf time yeah i think cold. he holds this he, and look this is a chokehold that we can we can get behind it's like gunther and it's like the beginning you know year and a half of roman's reign like it's just like it's just obvious like this guy is a champion and he shouldn't be touched he just shouldn't be touched right now so it's like it's It'll be a great match. We're going to see some insane spots from Darby and Sammy. I hope they don't kill themselves because they may be prone to do that, bro. And it's a fatal four-way match, so there's no disqualifications. There's going to be, it's going to be weapons. I'm guaranteeing you right now, it's not even a ladder match. We're going to have a ladder spot in this match to. somehow. Darby out. Darby out. It's, Darby. To. it's not even a ladder match. And it probably this would have worked a, this probably would have worked a lot better as a ladder match. Now that I think of it, this would have been a fun ladder match if they were to do one. But you know, I feel like we're still going to get a ladder spot. We're going to get a table spot in there. Maybe some thumbtacks. Who the hell knows? It's not an extreme match, but it's no disqualification, so they can do whatever they want. But as long as MJF keeps the title, I'm cool with it. It could be just a straightforward fatal four-way match, but it's AEW, so I don't know. They kind of tend to overbook things. That's just their thing, and we love them for it. So, speaking of overbooking, speaking of insanity. Speaking of extreme insanity. Yes. Speaking Ooh. of no disqualifications, Blackpool Combat Club, the elite, six-man, three-on-three, or four on four. Eight four man, on four. Four, four on four, four excuse four. me. Anarchy in the arena match. You've seen one before. You've seen a couple. We've seen a stadium stampede. We've seen anarchy in the arena. And we're about to get another iteration of that match. I mean, I can't even pick a winner. 
I want to lean towards the baby faces here, the elite, but it can be. I, I'm cool. Blackpool Combat Club getting it. It's just going to be crazy. I don't even care about the winner. I just want anarchy. <laughs> I want chaos. I'm not going to get too vulgar. I'm not going to get too vulgar. Yeah, you know how can you j- about that, man. But can you just imagine the bloodshed that we're going to see in that match? You got to think. nasty. Bro, it, it could really get, like, it could really get gory. Like, there's already, there's, like, John Moxley and Kenny Kenny John Moxley and Kenny Omega are enough. Look, you but blow that you, guy's forehead. Or you blow on Moxley's forehead, bro, he's just going to start bleeding, bro. Just like Ric Flair. Like, he just, you just poke him on the chest and he's going to just, right. And, and, <laughs> he and he's open. And, and that's the thing that, and that's the thing about John Moxley that <laughs> I, I, I guess I like about him. He, he does not mind just, you know, shedding blood in the ring, no matter what. And based off his short little promo he cut after he cost the Blackpool Combat Club, the Ring of Honor World Tag Team titles, he's going there expecting it to be a bloodbath. And the way that they've built this rivalry up is there's going to be some bloodshed. And I'm excited. I mean, you talked about all the insane spots that we could potentially see from the Pillars Fatal 4-Way match. But I can only begin to imagine those spots that we're going to see when the Elite face the Blackpool Combat Club. I, I can't even begin to imagine. And I agree with you. I don't really care who wins the match. Because yeah. I feel like I feel like that out of all the pay-per-views, and just for the record, on this show, we call them pay-per-views. They're not premium live events. Especially not in AEW. New. Yeah, Those are no, no, no. Your good old fashioned. And for that price, that is a yep. pay per view. Yes, it is. But I feel like out of the pay per views that are happening this weekend, Anarchy in the Arena might be the match of might be a match of the weekend. That's that, mm-hmm. like, that's what I'm going there with the anticipation of. I'm just if it ain't Styles I'm, and Rollins, yes. Excuse me. I'm just I'm really excited just to see the spots that these creative wrestlers can come up with excuse me especially because after we've seen um the kenny omega john Moxley still cage match a couple weeks ago which again was incredible great match to watch but now that makes me think about a potential finish and it will make sense go ahead dying callus once again cost kenny omega you know he'll get involved. You know he's he's basically a part of BCC now. It would make sense. Mm-hmm. It would make sense. Or what they can do is he can make it sound like he is a part of the Blackpool Combat Club, and then they just turn on him again. They just knock no, him out again work. like they did before. They the Blackpool Combat Club could do that. You gotta think about work it. Work that lead college though. Like he's not gonna help Kenny win. He'll just kind of be out in the mix at that point. I'm not because I'm not sure really, really where he really goes from it. Because he was here to manage Kenny Omega and right. Kenny and Kenny Omega for that title run, which was an incredible title run when he was AEW. TV maybe something like that. It was well, but I'm I'm really excited for that match. And I know that we we're only going to talk about those two matches, but so I just got to ask you about this match. Mm-hmm. Also, one where I expect some blood to be shed, but also have to be very careful. Unsanctioned match, the Ocho. Chris Jericho against Adam Cole. Bye bye. 
Another match Ooh. I'm really excited for. But I want your thoughts on it. My thoughts? I mean, I got to be honest. Like, I haven't really keep up, kept up with AEW on a week-to-week basis. But I have seen, I did see the contract signing. And I, I saw Sabu just out of nowhere just, just pull up. And that's kind of got people a little device because Sabu's, you know, history a few years ago. I don't know if you know or not, but, you know, he dropped the N-word or whatever. And, you know, people are upset about that. But, you know, other than that, just seeing him back on TV was just a shock, a surprise. And they kind of kept this original theme music. They had to remix it a little bit. But just good to see him out there, a man who's given a ton to this business, as you know, Sean X Pac Walton pointed out on Twitter, he's given a lot to this business. He's probably gotten the least back out of it yeah. than any notable name in the industry. Like, very underrated performer. Never really had the chance to be the guy in any promotion he was in. In ECW, he was, you know, one of the premier, you know, talents, but he wasn't really seen as the guy. Yeah. But that's fair to say. So, just to see him, it's good to see him. He's healthy. He's well. Again, he has his controversies, but yeah, you know, I still ain't forgiving Hulk Hogan though. <laughs> tripping. You tripping? I ain't forgiving him. Sorry. That's that's another but story for, for another, another day. day. Yeah, this match, Adams got to win. I feel like Chris Jericho doesn't need this. He's already established in AEW. He was the first champion in AEW. He doesn't need this rub. Adam Cole, you know, he showed up, got the big pop, you know, then immediately, you know, the same night, I think Daniel Bryan came back. Mm-hmm. As Bryan or, he, he debuted. So it was like, he kind of got overshadowed his first night, because like, dang, well, Daniel Bryan comes out right after him. And it is like, he kind of gets lost in the shuffle a bit, gets hurt, comes back, and he's kind of flying under the radar again. You know, maybe this is a guy who could potentially be an AEW world champion, and it kind of hasn't felt like it, like he could be that guy. So this is the match where you finally put Adam Cole firmly stamping on the map as a guy. Yes, he's not homegrown AEW talent. Yes, he's just another ex-WWE guy. But, you know, before WWE... You know, he was one of those indie guys. He was on NROH and PWG. Like, he was one of those, like, a lot of AEW talents kind of, you know, not given the spotlight on national TV. Yes, he did eventually make it to WWE, but he really wasn't on the main roster. He was just in NXT. So, in a way, he was kind of still, like, in the indies. It was just a super indie. But NXT, a lot of people, especially in that black and gold era, would consider, you know, an indie. He just had the WWE, you know, machine backing it. So finally, if you wanted, if you want Adam Cole to be a potential challenger for MGF, I think he's going to be down the line. If you want to build him up as a guy who can be in a future AEW champion, this is where you do it. This is where you establish him. I don't know how good the match. It's going to be, it's, I'm not expecting a five-star classic out of Jericho, and it doesn't have to be because it's an extreme match. So it's like, be creative. Give them a good ample amount of time. No less than 15 minutes. 
I'm not expecting Tony to give him a short match. Give him a good 18 to 20 minutes and just let Adam shine. Give him the win. Jericho, put him over. Simple as that. And then you can kind of, I don't know where you go from there. They may or may not run it back. I'm not sure when the next pay-per-view is. They, they kind of do it a couple months out. They separate each pay-per-view a couple months you know, in between. So it was like, I don't know how long you can keep that thing going week to week on Dynamite, but you got to establish Adam Cole sooner rather than later. You already got a ton of guys like Miro and Keith Lee that kind of just fell off to the waist, wayside. We can't let that happen to Adam Cole, too. So I wish you give him this win. That. And after you give him this win, keep the momentum going, please. That's all I ask. I know we're getting ready to end this episode, but I just have to say. Did I, I, did I bring it up? So now you got to mention it. I just, no, it's, it's, I just, I wish he never signed with AEW. I know why he did. Keith. And it was, no, not, I mean, Keith Lee too, but he made more sense. I'm talking about Adam Cole. I know why yeah. he did it. It made sense, but he was just primed at some point in time to be the guy in WWE, especially now that Triple H is under is the head of creative. Triple H loved that guy. And I know this probably won't happen in the future, but it needs to, damn it. The Undisputed Era needs to be in the WWE Hall of Fame. I don't care if they weren't on the main roster together. The impact they had on NXT, the way they ran that company for almost three years, I don't Adam see it happening, Cole, but I see your point. Kyle O'Reilly and Bobby Fish, and then when Roger Strong came aboard, and I know that's what they were going for. I knew they were going for that in AEW. You could tell they were trying yeah, to, of course, they were trying to get the recycled version of the Undisputed Era. But Kyle O'Reilly still dealing with injuries. Bobby Fish already left the company. Roger Strong came over here too late because WWE wouldn't release him. And it's like, it's funny. I'll tell you this. Listen. If he was still in WWE, he'd probably be the first World Heavyweight Champion, or at least be in that match with Seth. I guarantee you, he would have been the guy. Listen, man, you heard what Adam Cole said. You know what Adam, what they do to make Adam Cole feel special? They ring the freaking bell. bell. Yep. I just saw that because they keep recycling that on Twitter. They just keep recycling that promo. But yes, and it's true. He doesn't need the bells and whistles. He doesn't need to be 250 pounds. He has cool music, but he doesn't need the cool music. He doesn't need pyro. He doesn't need smoke. Just let him work in the ring. Just let him work. He's one of those guys like Daniel Bryan, like he who shall not be named, who I named earlier. Guys like that who aren't superstars. They're just pro wrestlers. Like Adam Cole, baby, the boom, that's all he needs. And just ring the bell and let them work. That's it. Any uh, final thoughts? We kind of did, for a two-man power trip show, we kind of did run a little long, about an hour and a half. But, hey, our last, our last wrestling episode got the most views, so this is probably what the people want to see. The hood watches wrestling, all right? They just don't want to admit it, but they watch. They tune in. We're going to keep saying it. We're going to keep saying it. I know y'all out there watch wrestling. You can deny it, but you watch it. 
Don't deny it anymore. Just just come to the dark side. Just come to the wrestling fan side. Like, it's on, all man. fun over here. We don't hate any of y'all. And the ladies we are don't dislike it any too. Of you. Right. Everybody is welcome. They're not judging. Ain't nobody going right. to judge you, bro. Nobody care. We all going to We all just want to. Right. We just all want to watch wrestling and enjoy it. That's all. Oh, it's fake. It's... Man, shut up. If, if All your favorite TV shows and movies are fake. That's the point. The entertainment, male soap operas, whatever you want to call it. Entertainment. It's entertaining as hell. When done right, when it's done wrong, it, it can get very stale. And it's like, what am I even doing with my life? Why am I watching this? But we watch it because of, you know, it's just habit. And just hope that it will get better in the future. Yes, sir. And that it'll just keep getting, it, it's been trending up. Especially in WWE, Triple H taking over. He is not perfect at all. But, you know, it's been more digestible. I can say that. The women's division is still kind of like, eh, what are we doing? But we still have two champions at the very least that we can sit there and say, yeah, like they deserve to be in those spots, whether or not their title reigns are going too long. But yeah, they deserve to be there. Like they've been built up. They've been given, you know, maybe not the best of storylines, but all of their matches hit. Haven't had a bad match out of Bianca for a championship that I can remember. So... Roman Reigns, yeah, that's getting a little long in the tooth, but guess what? Every time he shows up, it's the biggest match on the card. It's always like a cinematic experience. Just the interest alone, like, it, it shows that at least with his top guys, Triple H cares. He cares a whole hell of a lot. And I feel like Seth Rollins, to kind of tie it all up again, as the new World Heavyweight Champion, it's going to be that same feel. He's not going to get the title for 400, 500 days, but it'll be that same feel. So... With that being said, I'm John O'Wooten, your host tonight. With the boy Chris, the man, the myth, the legend himself. Yes, sir. We didn't do a proper introduction, so we're going to do a, a proper introduction, if that makes any sense. We are the two man power trip here, episode 110. And also, make sure to check out episode 109. We brought it up earlier. Chris's Nuggets, they're in to the, uh, to the NBA Finals, first time in team history. The guys break that down. They break down the sweep. They break down whether or not the Celtics can maybe run the gauntlet and come back down 3-0. God, I hope not, but it is possible. <laughs> and little LeBron and his retirement talk and all of that. Also, episode 108, where the boys talk about the NBA um, draft lottery and Wemby and him going to San Antonio. They break all that stuff down. We talk everything on this podcast just about Baseball is coming soon. I promise. Betting is coming soon. I promise. All right. Stay tuned. Like, share, subscribe, comment. Hit that bell for notifications for whenever we upload a new video. And that's it. Thank you. Peace.